0: I I shook his hand and I had a nice little, you know, hundy in there. And I was like, you know, for tonight, Halle Ledbetter is going to be Asian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is a boss bitch move. I mean, is it psycho or is it just great planning?
2: I'm like, why are we out here?
1: (laughs) Because they they love the game. (laughs) No. I do not want to hit a little (laughs)
2: white golf all around.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Henny and Hallie can't, no, wait, can't quit golf. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hallie, I feel like you've been everywhere and... I can't keep up. (laughs) I
2: can't keep up either, honestly, Annie. It's been good. Yeah, I've been traveling quite a bit, Um, most recently in Miami. And then I went to visit my parents in Sarasota, or much as my dad actually surprised him and hid in the pantry and scared
1: him. So that was great. Really enjoyed that. If you don't follow Hallie on socials, please do because you get gold content like scaring david ledbetter from his own pantry which i thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> thank you i did well my dad is a huge prankster
2: so being able to just, oh is you know, he like, oh yeah oh yeah so being able to give him a like a, just a very small taste of his own medicine was very satisfying um would he yeah. prank
1: you guys growing up
2: um yeah he's he's he likes to scare us and he also would like i guess when my parents were initially dating, would love to scare my mom, or would um, like I believe one time, I don't know why he would do this, but put frogs in her laundry, which I don't ah, know. Interesting. Yeah. And so my dad thought it was so funny. My mom was like, That's why would you do that? Um, so yeah, he had no oh, odd sense of humor, but he is very fun and I had a great time, just you know, uh, got a little lesson, got a tune up. Apparently overdid a swing change, Henny. Can you believe it? Is
1: that even possible? I
2: did not think it was. (laughs) This is something that I've been working on. I don't know since I was in high school, and I was like, "I'm sorry. Can you? Wow. Can you say? Can you just repeat that, Dad, one more time? What exactly did you just tell me to do? Um, And so yeah, I, um, I was. I've been sort of like exaggerating this feeling for a very long time always assuming yeah. you know that i was exaggerating like, it because
1: you, you think like i just can't overdo this so yeah i'm, just I'm like
2: right i was like there's it. no way you know i'll never overdo this well i overdid it <laughs>
1: Well, well done, because so now much. you can just slip back into what feels comfy.
2: Exactly, exactly. So excited to, you know, hit some more balls. But but yeah, that was really fun. Was in, you know, yeah, like I guess before was in Miami for work and then got to skip over there and, and see Dave for a little bit. But what about you? What have you been up to?
1: What have I been up to? Um, generally just trying to juggle like the whole motherhood work conundrum which I'm sure a lot of mums out there can sort of relate to but I feel like in general just sort of back and been back in the studio back traveling and then trying to figure out like motherhood in between all of that I say I've been trying to find my balance is probably how I would describe it so we have been asking our followers on Instagram and Twitter for a while now for some questions and Hallie you are the queen of Instagram questions because you do your uh what how does it go again oh, it's, questions
2: it's... comments concerns yeah
1: that
2: <laughs> yes I um, do love a good love a good question box on Instagram but we got some good questions which is um yes which is nice and we're just gonna take two of them quickly and then we're gonna get uh get into our interview here but um first one is if it wasn't golf related what would your ideal career in media and entertainment be
1: Ooh, I like it. You do get good I think it's
2: interesting because maybe you wouldn't want to work in media entertainment, but let's say you had to work. You right, had to have a job right. in media entertainment.
1: Um, get, uh, not okay, not entertainment, but just media. Huh? When I was younger, I really wanted to be a foreign correspondent. Like, Ooh, wow, that'd like, be cool. There was a Tina Fey film about it, actually, with, I want to no was it Margot Robbie in it as well definitely Tina Fey and she was a war correspondent and I loved that film and that was um, obviously way more recent than when I was at school but uh, I definitely did want to go and be involved in you know current affairs happening around the globe and report on that and see what like the real story was so that would probably be my answer how about you? very, Very noble choice very brave choice Um, I think it would be stressful that like as an ad as a kid, I was like, yeah, as an adult, I'm like, whoa. I can barely watch the news, let alone be in those areas that are struggling and where the news is coming from and have to witness all of that.
2: So stressful. So stressful. Um, What would mine be? Um, I think it would be I would love to be maybe like a comedian or a um, like a producer, I think like a Hollywood producer was, is, is really cool. I've had the opportunity to yeah. um, play golf with a few of them now that I've lived out here. And it just, um, it seems like a really, I mean, a really neat job. So I could a
1: hundred percent see you doing that. <laughs> <Easy>. <laughs> um, it,
2: it, it's, I mean, it's, it's really, really cool um, to be able, I mean, I don't know. I know about one Point zero 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 one of what there is to know about entertainment in this industry out here um but it's really fascinating and it's really cool i think to be able to be the point person for all of the pieces coming together and for like a film
1: i think it'd be really neat um all right yeah, that yeah. would be fascinating well we got a little glimpse with richard kind didn't we but not from the That's producer true. that was on the other yeah. side
0: we got
2: to get a producer on too that'd be neat um, all right. Next question. What is something you wish you would have learned earlier about golf?
1: Oh man, where does the list start and end? It's long. Do you have one? While I'm thinking,
2: yeah, I guess it's not so much about like the the game so much as like, oh, I wish I would have known that rule or like that you know thing about the game. I think it's more so like, I wish I would have been aware, self-aware enough to notice patterns of what I do when I play well. And when I don't play well, because a lot of times like those mental tendencies are the same every single time. Like when you are playing well, you, you know, you show up at a certain time, you do certain things, you have a certain way of talking to yourself you, you know, and when you're not playing well for me, like I get really quick and I'm nervous and I'm rushing and I'm doing all these things. So I think just realizing my tendencies in certain situations and realizing like, hey, there's a pattern here. So if I see myself yeah. going down like a bad path, let's try let's try to do the things that you do when you play well and like get yourself back on like a rhythm. So probably that, just being a little bit more self-aware early and like realizing it's like not a mystery when things are going off the rails. Like it's probably the same
1: exact reason that it went off the rails the last time. So what about you? As you were talking, one did come to my mind actually, which was, I wish that I had been more like stronger in how i wanted to play golf my way not how i should play golf by the book or in a textbook way whether that's a technical swing or um you know what i wore how i practiced or you know just i think all encompassing just i wish i had been more me i think i spent a lot of time especially in amateur golf being a version of me that I thought would be a successful golfer so fascinating when I see players like Matt Wolf and Colin Murakar just like so completely themselves and I love it and that's one thing I always try and tell young golfers is like just be you even if that's like nothing else that anyone is like or how they're being so if I I obviously mentioned um a couple of male players that I, that come to mind when I think of players being 100% themselves. But if I think about the female game, um, obviously there's Annika, who was a trailblazer, Kari Webb, Lorena Ochoa, and 100% in that category and maybe at the top of that category is Michelle Wee um, who Halle I know you're really good friends with and we have the honor of interviewing today. Uh, I actually got to know Michelle really well through you um, and have really enjoyed my friendship with her but how long have you known her for? Oh boy
2: let's see I have known Michelle since I was 12 I think 12 11 12 so she's, yeah I think it was like 14 15 so yeah Going on, yeah, over 15 years now, almost 20 years, which is insane. Um, it's it's really crazy. I mean, Michelle for me um had all has always been and still is a you know a role model and mentor but it's been cool as we both gotten older to get to know her and you know consider her one of my very best friends so I feel feel very very lucky to you know have the the relationship that I do with her and also it's uh, we both live in LA now which is really cool
1: yeah that's awesome I forgot about that you guys are finally in the same place yeah I know we've (laughs) never lived in the same place we've lived in the same
2: state but never the same city. So it's very strange. I'm like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. (laughs) So it's cool, it's really fun.
1: Yeah, no, she is obviously an incredible role model for so many, me, myself included, growing up and still now. Um, And so it's really fun to have the opportunity to interview her. And I hope that uh, you guys all enjoy this conversation as much as we did.
2: Joining us now, five-time LPGA Tour winner, major champion, and took me to my first nightclub, Michelle Wee-West.
1: <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up, Wait, what?
0: Oh, that. I love how that's in the bio. I'm very proud of that, actually. It was, uh, yeah.
1: I'm gonna need more details before- We're not we go. gonna
0: talk about the pre-21, you know, stories, but we'll talk about your 21st birthday.
2: My 21st. Okay. So I'll (laughs) lay it out for you. My 21st birthday. I was so excited. (laughs) Michelle's like, you know, let's go to Miami. It's going to be great. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. So we go down, we get, uh, she gets a room at Fountain Blue Hotel. We're going to go to live. It's going to be great. And you know, we're getting ready. We're doing a little pre-gaming. And Michelle says, all right, everybody, make sure you've got your wallets with your IDs. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I check in my wallet and my birthdays are on Halloween. Okay. So October 28th, and this is, I think, Halloween weekend. And I had been to a Halloween party earlier in the week. And I was a police officer, ironically. And, um, <laughs> but I left my ID in my leather skirt of my police officer costume.
0: Police officers wear leather skirts. Yes, they they do. do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yes, they do. No,
0: but it was funny because right before you checked to see if you had your ID, you were like, ha ha, wouldn't it be funny if I didn't have my ID
2: (laughs) on my 21st birthday? So anyways, realize I don't have my ID. I you know I'm panicking. I I we have this big night planned. I call my friends in, at, at, back at uh, college and ask if they can like send me pictures of my ID as if like a bouncer is <laughs> gonna take that. Um, so ultimately, um, I'm we go down to the nightclub. The guy's like, no, like, <laughs> and I'm like crying. I'm like, okay, you guys have a good time without me. I was so upset. Um, but then I'm walking back to the hotel room, just <laughs> crying to myself, like I ruined the night <laughs> and then Michelle, Michelle, you can take this part up.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, I had, you know, got a room at fountain blue, like bought a table at live. Like, I felt like that was like the most like Miami experience, you know, back in back of the day. Yeah. And, um, I, I guess I did bribe the bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> Gave oh, him. A, a, I I shook his hand and I had a nice little, you know, hundy in there. And I was like, you know, for tonight, Hallie Ledberg is going to be Asian. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, I gave her my ID and she went
1: in. Oh my god! Amazing. Oh, and then we. Had I a love day. that.
2: So we're talking about you know stories from the good old days, but I want to go. Even further back, uh, Michelle, because both you and Henny, and Henny hates when I say this, but were child phenoms. And I was not. So I'm curious, because I'd love to hear from both of you, and we'll start with you, Michelle. What was it like, you know, playing that much golf at such a young age? And, you know, essentially being like a professional golfer at a really young age, because I was around golf as a kid, but I wasn't you know, in it and like a really good player, like both of you. So just talk a little bit about what that was like and, you know, what was your, what was your schedule like as a kid after school, how much were you practicing and tournaments and all that kind of stuff?
0: Yeah, I don't know. To me, like it felt normal because, um, I didn't know a life other than that. Um, and I knew I always wanted to be a professional athlete and I just like loved the grind. I love being out there, um, You know, I went to school full-time, so school ended around like 3 p.m., and then I would do my homework in the car while my parents drove me to the golf course, and I practiced from like 4 to 6, so like really didn't practice that long. It was really on the weekends that I only practiced like all day, Um, and then did my homework on the way back home, and then, um, yeah, it just just felt normal to me. That's all I knew, but at the same time, I still felt like I had a really normal life, a lot of times I felt like I was living a double life almost like I was this really like professional person where I had to, you know, act a lot older than I was because I was surrounded by, you know, Hall of Famers and all these amazing players out on tour. But yet, like when I went back to school, I was like still this like little nerd and, um, you know, just really immature. Um, so I don't know, it just was my abnormal life felt very normal to me.
2: Did the people Did at you school know around- that you were who you were and that you were so good at golf?
0: Yeah. I mean, when I I switched schools when I was 10, I definitely got bullied um, when I was 10. Um, That's when I met my best friend and we got really close because we both were really tall. We both ate lunch in the bathroom because we both were bullied. But then like looking back on it, I'm like, if we both were eating in the bathroom, why don't we just like both eat at the cafeteria? It was just like this weird like revelation that we had like two months, two months ago. (laughs) Like we had each other. Why do we eat in the bathroom? Like in separate stalls, like with the thing <laughs> in between us, like it didn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it, it's not cool to be really good at something in high school or in middle school, I think, you know, and I think when I was like 11 or something, um, they came out with like a Michelle Wee day in Hawaii. Really the most uncool thing to ever happen when you're a new kid in school. Um, so that was a little bit rough. Um, so it was like always like a double life, like, oh, a, that's really, really awesome. But being like, oh, my God, my life is going to suck for the next six months kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it was fun. I, I love playing, um, you know, started playing professional really young because I think I, I qualified for my first LPJ tournament when I was 12 and I wasn't allowed to play in AJJ events because I wasn't 13. And like, we're looking at plane tickets from Hawaii to the mainland and we're like, okay, I'd rather play in professional events because I feel like I'm getting more bang for my buck. I'm flying to the mainland, you know? So, I don't know. it's just weird, weird things felt very not weird to me.
1: I just want to know about on the pressure side of things, like in your double life, like, did you feel pressure in obviously golf to perform and then alternatively, because you were spending time in golf did you feel then pressure at school to perform in school as well as well
0: yeah I mean I've always wanted to go to Stanford um and I knew I wasn't playing for the team so grades are really important um to actually get into the school to get into Punahou my parents took me away from golf for a month um because they wanted to use that time to study for like the like the SATs to get into the school that I went to. Um, so academics is always number one in my family. Um, my, my dad was a professor. My uncle, my aunt um, were doctors, professors, everyone. Um, so yeah, school was really important. But the double life really helped when I was a kid because I left all the pressure on the golf course because when I was at school, my best friend still to this day doesn't know anything about golf. Uh, My best friends in college don't know anything about golf. So like when I left the course and went to school, I was really a nobody. Um, So that was really nice. And I think growing up in the age, fortunately that I I didn't have social media, you know, I think I got Facebook um, entering college and Instagram after college. Um, And it's, it is scary now, like how different it is and for kids growing up and, you know, fortunately, I my parents could shelter me. I could shelter myself from all the negativity. Um, but it's it's getting harder and harder to do that.
1: Yeah, for sure. It is definitely as scary, obviously, as mums of two really tiny girls. We have to we have all that to yeah. navigate and face coming up in our future. Um, how's yeah, for me, I don't almost feel like I should be put in the same boat as Michelle when it comes to a, being a child phenom, because obviously you achieved incredible amounts. But I will say that you were... But
2: still, I feel like the focus that you had, though, and, like, the same just, like, golf... Yeah, honestly, though,
1: my... The way that I... There was a lot of attention on me as an amateur, which led to so many doors being opened, and that honestly wouldn't have happened without Michelle. Because I feel like, Michelle, you're so underratedly, uh, like, trailblazer. Obviously... You know, people talk about Tiger and how much they inspired, but I feel like you're right up there as well. Because, like, for me, it was, oh, there's Michelle doing this. That's incredible. And all of the media attention that was shown on you almost was then the British media and media around the world. Because I remember it was like you, me, Ash, Ash Simon in South Africa. It was then, okay, like, where's the next? global like michelle we like who who else can we focus on and i just know that that attention like i don't think has really been there since because now obviously i'm back in england and i see the amateur scene and there's not that intense focus whereas like for me i was being written about in like the main newspapers like the times the telegraph and that just i just don't think that spotlight would have been on me had it not been for you so thank you no um definitely still would have but thank no you. but I mean it was great in a way because I feel like again it was sort of a double-edged sword like I understand what you mean about the two lives because at school you're just trying to fit in and be a normal young girl and dealing with all the things that a teenage girl has to deal with which is a lot if you're not a female <laughs> um, and then you're obviously then trying to like figure out golf and maturing there and you're so much I feel like on the golf course I knew what I was doing and then at school like I had no idea what I was doing um so yeah I feel like I felt a a, quite a lot of pressure um because I left school at 16 and then turned pro at 18 so I didn't go to college and so I felt a lot more pressure to make golf happen and work for me um and yeah that was I mean, it was fun. I don't know. It's tough thinking back about it now because I feel like you have so many different feelings and hindsight to what you're experiencing at the time. I think it definitely was a sense of like, yeah, this is just normal and how it is for me. But then looking back on it, you're like, oh, okay, that was actually really different compared to how other people grew up.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to touch on too. I know you guys said that, yeah, I think Michelle mentioned like social media and, and getting Facebook in college and Instagram after college um i just can't help but think like what a what a different experience that would be if like instagram and tiktok and all those things uh because now you look at you know these young girls coming coming up and they need to have a social media presence as well so it's like go right. practice your chipping hit a few balls and also like do the latest TikTok, tiktok trend while you're out there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like yeah. it's got to be tough right I think I mean I think there's like two sides of that as well. Obviously, like yeah, social media is super super tough. But when it first came out, I almost felt like this sense of relief because I felt like I I could finally tell my own story. Mm-hmm. I felt like everyone had portrayed me and my family in a certain way because that was easier to digest. Um, you know the story of Tiger parents forcing their kids to turn pro at a young age. You know and and I would just like kind of read look back and read all these like articles that were written. And I was like, there's not true. Even if you write, even if you tell your story to a reporter, it's still that reporter's voice coming through and what, and their agenda of what they want to write, you know? Um, so I feel like social media has done a really good job of allowing athletes and um, people to tell their own story in their own way. Um, and I, I kind of wish at times that I did have that just so I could, you know, show, my other side and, you know, not just the, on the golf course, awkward Michelle side. Um, but, you know, it, it is tough because I can't even imagine Twitter back in the day. You know, I would, I think my brain would have imploded. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Henny and I were just talking about that before you hopped yeah. on about like t- tweeting and we're like, yeah, I'm good actually at this point. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just like looking at like funny tweets, yeah. <laughs> like give my take on everything
1: yeah 100% like cat videos and I i feel like um I don't know if the saying translates in England we would call someone who like loves looking at what other people do as a curtain twitcher does that yeah. translate that literally like, like it your, it your, your curtains twitching and you're like peering at your curtain and then someone says <laughs> something and you shut it that's me on Twitter like if something goes down you know publicly whatever I'm like oh straight on Twitter like yeah, yeah, yeah. what everyone's saying and then if anyone calls me out or like uh, not that that would happen but like I wouldn't we accidentally retweet something I'm like oh no 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, It it's pretty great I, that was
0: mean after the Oscars I was like oh my god what, what happened, happened? <laughs>
1: It was mind-blowing. I feel like I've been following it still. Yeah, I was
0: like, this is this real? Is this fake? Yeah. Like, what's happening?
1: Wild. Um, yeah, we definitely get a lot more of a raw insight. But speaking of insights, one thing that I actually enjoyed from a media perspective when we were both younger is that you always said, from a young age, you were like, when I reach a certain point in my career, I want to diversify and I want to... And, and fashion was like a huge passion of yours I think at the time I remember reading and that was and you were like I want to have a family I want to do different things and I think that was like one of the first times that an athlete a golfer had really said that outwardly because I think at the time it was very much like you must say that golf is your entire world and life otherwise like you're done where even is your focus so that for me was really cool that you said that because I was like oh that almost gives me permission to be like yeah I can like start thinking about other things and then from now I mean every time you ask someone like Lydia Co., for example and Brooke and like so many other young girls and guys as well Rory I feel like the standard is just to be open about like hey I am a person as well as an athlete um how exciting is it for you now to be sort of living that and diversifying into doing you know different things and involved in businesses
0: yeah I think um when I was younger saying that like saying like oh I'm putting my happiness first like I want to go to college I want to experience you know things and diversify my life like I felt a lot of guilt um because like you said like there's a lot of shame that is put upon you when you're you're not like golf is my entire life. I eat, breathe and sleep and bleed golf. Um, And, you know, there were points that I did. There's points that like golf was my entire life, but you know, there's more to life than your sport and your job and you know what you do. Um, I always try to keep golf as a game to me because when I took it too seriously, that's when I started to play bad. That's when my mental health really took it downhill. So I just really, put a priority on my happiness at every step of my life. And that was a big um, reason why I went to Stanford. I chose to go to college. I didn't, you know, petition to join the tour earlier. Um, there was just, you know, so much more to life than, than golf. Um, you know, and I think that David um, Ledbetter from a very young age, you know, I was talking to him and he always kind of said the same thing as well too. He's like, yeah, like golf is going to be there, but like, you know, you can only experience college one time you know, you know, for us women, like we can only have kids at a certain age, you know, so I, I want to experience every step of my life. And, you know, I love golf um, more than anything, but it's, it's you know, not my whole life. And I'm comfortable saying that.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's just really inspiring for young women. And speaking of inspiring for young women, I think it's awesome seeing you now be at the forefront of the rise of athlete investors and really involved in business. And, know when I speak about athlete investors I feel like you're the at the forefront of women who are in that space how did that all get started for you and how how is your sort of relationship with that now like how is that an exciting thing is it a passion thing is it a little bit nerve-wracking investing in some companies
0: oh it's all the above um I'm so new in the space and I'm learning as I go um you know, just kind of really diving in the deep end. Um, I feel like that's like the best way to learn, you know, a lot of times, just like going through it. Um, so reading about it, you can, you know, study it and whatnot. But I just feel like actually going through the process, you learn a lot more, especially because it's your, you know, really your own money at line um, and you really need to learn fast. Um, but I felt like going to Stanford at the time that I did, it was really the start of the boom of the startup world, I felt like um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, you know, I went to school with Evan Spiegel. Um, he was one grade below me and I remember him creating Snapchat from the ground up and I would just see Palo Alto just change, you know, throughout the years and now coming back, it's completely different. So I've always wanted to do something entrepreneurial, um, obviously never had the chance because of golf and, you know, just wanted to have that as my focus. Um, And I feel like investing now is kind of scratching that itch of wanting to start a company, but not spending like 24 hours a day starting a company. So I'm like involved, but like not involved, but involved. Um, But it's really fun. You know, I've been endorsed my entire life. I've been very fortunate to have really amazing sponsors, but it's really nice to, endorse companies that you like you know it's like okay i really like this company i like it that much and i'm going to invest in it and you know now being a brand ambassador for that i'm you know i feel like i'm kind of putting where my money where my mouth is um mm-hmm. and that's been a lot of fun um just seeing these companies grow um you know there's definitely a lot of ups and downs like sports um there's going to be really hard times and really good times um but just trying to invest in companies i believe in and in their missions um trying to invest in minority women owned businesses and stuff like that. So that's been really fun to support, support that group.
2: I feel like every single time I come over to your house, I'm like, what's this? You're like, it's this new blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, (laughs) it's just, it's so cool because it's like what you just said. You do put your money where your mouth is. It's not just like some companies like here, Michelle post about this. Like, generally the stuff that you are posting about and endorsing or something that you are an investor in and a product that you truly believe in and you use in your
1: own home. So I think that's really neat. Let's talk about another aspect of your life, motherhood, because Ken is coming up to being too soon. I guess my, there's so many questions I could ask, <laughs> um, but I think my question is going to be like, how much Has motherhood changed you and your relationship with golf and work?
0: Oh, my God, it's it's changed so much. Um, You know, golf was always my number one. And you guys can relate to this. I feel like, you know, when you're when you're a professional athlete, you have a team around you and it's always about you. Um, you know, they're working for you, your PT, you know, they're at your beck and call, Um, you know, you're eating at the perfect time for you to eat, you know, for your elite level. Um, And the day that you get pregnant, the day that your baby is born, nothing is about you anymore. (laughs) Literally nothing is about you. And (laughs) it is so hard going from one end of the spectrum to the other. And I love it personally. Like, I love it, but there are times where I'm like, oh, I miss my PT. I miss like <laughs> eating dinner at the time that I want to eat. It was like such a drastic change, you know, but it, it's amazing there. I mean, there's nothing um, more important to me than McKenna and my family um, and our dogs, um, you know, so it's just, it definitely golf is, is not my priority anymore. And, and that's okay. You know, it's been my priority for so many years that, you know, I'm happy having another priority. Um, But yeah, I would sometimes like to eat at times that I would like to eat, you know, <laughs> all she's the bathroom and I want to go to the bathroom.
1: Yeah, with the door shut.
0: With the door shut. Yes, it would be amazing.
1: You know what I've started to do? And I love that he's upstairs so he can't hear me. But like, my husband Ben used to enjoy going to the bathroom with the door shut like for the last year and recently I'm like no like if I don't get to do it you don't get to do it so I've like forced him and he was so annoyed initially and I'm like no sorry she wants you <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my world yeah, and I, just, I when, like bathroom.
0: both the dogs come in too I'm like okay it's just a viewing party for all <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is what it is
2: man I have so much to look forward to so much <laughs> Whenever I'm at Michelle's house, I'm always amazed by Kenna's ability to just like control the room in the sense of like (laughs) the way that she can turn, like turn her, like just be screaming, crying. And then as soon as she gets what she wants, she's like happy again. And then, (laughs) and then she'll just, and then if you like, if Michelle's like, no, like, okay, you're done with that. And then it's just like, Oh my God! Everything's wrong, and then Michelle's like, "Okay, here." Then she's like, "Okay, everything's fine." It's wild how quickly
0: she can. She has me wrapped around her little finger. She knows
2: Michelle. Um, I just want to touch on quickly. I saw on your Instagram story the other day, Kenna dribbling a basketball. So. Is is she has she shown an interest in obviously you know your husband great basketball player she's you know maybe taking an interest in that any interest in golf at all or how's that going
0: yeah no she she loves both golf and basketball which is so funny Um, she has her little plastic clubs and she definitely throws tantrums and she broke her first club the other day and she looked <laughs> at it and she's like uh oh. <laughs> And she was like, trying to put it back together. I'm like, oh boy. Um, (laughs) she's really, she knows how to like get into the posture. Um, I'm trying to get her to hold it with two hands. She likes to hold it with one. She likes to get to like my tabletop stance and then like really bring her right hand like up above her head and try to hit the ball from there. It's really <laughs> aggressive. Um, but I'm trying to get her to do it with two hands um, and stand up a little bit more. I don't know how she got the tabletops. I don't think she's watched a lot of videos of me um, <laughs> doing that back in the day. But basketball, she's so interested in it as well. She loves trying to dribble it. Um, I guess like shoot it. Um, she's really athletic, actually. She loves to kick the ball. Um, I think she's definitely going to be into sports. I think. Oh,
2: I love it! I can't wait! I can't wait to to watch her, you know, grow and see what interests she take. That's what's actually really fun for me because you are the first like very close friend that I've you know, seen throughout this entire process. I remember when you called me and told you, told me you were pregnant and now, you know, getting to see Kenna on a regular basis, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's really cool to watch. And it's also like you guys were just talking about, you know, all the trials and tribulations, which is something that I had never really been subject to. I had only seen, you know, only the good things. So now I'm like, oh boy, wait, <laughs> there's
1: <still laughs> a lot going on here. Um, so it, it, it is really, really fun to watch. It's the best thing ever, like, at the same time. It's the hardest thing because, from my point of view, um, and you can say what you think, Michelle, but it's relentless. I think that's the difficulty. But then also, like, it's the most incredible uh, feeling and experience to just see that little person... Become the little their own little person, and for you to sort of like facilitate that. And so, just when they smile at you and do something cheeky, you're just like, "Oh wow!"
0: I know it's just like you could be having like literally the worst day. Her throwing so many tantrums, and you just want to like throw her across the room, and then she'll like walk over to you and give you a kiss. I'm like, "Oh, I forgot about everything else." (laughs) Like I love you so much, Um, but it's so funny. Like there, it's just it's funny how like before, you know, when you're pregnant and whatnot, you're like, okay, I know that it's going to be hard and really no days off, but like there, it really is no days off. Like with golf, I felt like, you know, you play six days out of the week for a tournament and then you always have like a Monday off. And, you know, with parenting, like you're sick, whatever, there's literally no day off. Like there's no sleeping in any morning anymore. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like you said, relentless, but it's, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And what's your, we've spoken a lot about all the different things in your life and aspects of your life, but what's your relationship like with golf now? Like where are you at with it?
0: Um, I I love golf. Um, I think it's the same thing as you. Like I can't wait to play as a family. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Like my husband and I, like we, we play a lot of golf together and it's just like so fun because it's like, it gets our competitive juices together. We kind of have like dates on the golf course, which is great. Um, you know, I'm in a really good place with golf. Um, I love it. It's fun for me. And, you know, like you said, I want to try to become the best role model that I can. Um, and so just like talking about it, talking about being a working mom, you know, being a good role model. I just want to try and be that for her. Um, so that's kind of how I view golf right now. Um, and grateful for everything that golf has done for me so far. Um, and you know when I have met you amazing people if I you know didn't play golf, so I'm very fortunate for all the connections that it's given me.
2: Love that. All right, Michelle, well, thank you so much for your time. That was great. Um, now I can't decide if I'm not like I'm having a baby anytime soon, but now I can't decide if I'm excited or terrified to. Hopefully, <laughs> it should be both. It's out. both. They're uh, both correct <laughs> reactions. Uh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Michelle. I we really appreciate you coming on, and I'll see you at your house in a few hours. <laughs> yeah. See you soon. <laughs> All right. See you Thanks,
1: soon. Michelle. Bye. 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 I feel like anytime uh, I speak to a fellow mom, it's almost like therapy itself because you just get so much of your chest, and you're like, "Oh my God, yes, me too." Um, so sorry, we didn't mean to scare you there, Hallie. But it is oh, amazing. That's okay. And I feel very—it's all I, the things.
2: All the things, and honestly, I feel lucky because now, you know, I—I'm thinking it's gonna be a bit far off for me what for if or when I become a mom but um I feel very lucky now to I'll have some friends that are a few years ahead of me so I'll be blowing up your phones asking for advice um on what to do so no that was a very enjoyable conversation and I was taking notes the whole time
1: (laughs) and I will say the thing about that is that you'll ask everyone and everyone will have like a different answer oh gosh it's like golf Yeah. No, really, though. Really. And everyone explains things differently and has different theories. And then every golf swing slash child is different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just compared my child to a golf swing, didn't I? (laughs) I need to go think about that. I mean,
2: it's true, though. It's true. Everybody, I mean, as far as I know, everybody swings the the club differently, you know, has different... Uh, you know methodologies when it comes to swinging their clubs, yeah, raising their so,
1: yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, everybody's <laughs> just trying to do the best they can, keep the ball in play, and <laughs> make the cut.
1: <laughs> make- Making the cup, aka
2: keep your child alive. I'm loving we can
1: take these <laughs> golf analogies really far. I love it. Oh man. I love it. I feel like we're gonna get angry parents writing and being like, <laughs> parenting is nothing like golf. How could you
2: classic? Um you, you know one thing I will say about Michelle. Um, it's like really cool to see, um, is the emphasis emphasis that she places on her own happiness. Which I think in turn, and like you said, her sort of being open about how she is also pursuing things other than golf, whether it was her education at Stanford or now, you know, um, you know, her, her family being a top priority as well as her other business endeavors along with golf and the guilt that sometimes comes with that because we growing up in this, in this golf industry, um, have always been, we've always sort of applauded the people that are like, live, eat, sleep, breathe, die, bleed
1: golf. (laughs) you
2: know? (laughs) And that it was never okay to be like content and like happy that you play golf and also pursue other things. Like if you were not 100%, like all in would die for the game, then it means that you weren't like dedicated or something. And we like look down on that. And I just think it's really cool that one, I don't agree with that. And I would say that I used to, or I, or I just somehow, I also adopted that, that take on the game when I was in high school and college and thought that I wanted to play on the LPGA. I was like, it's all or nothing, go hard or go home. And (laughs) I don't think that that's the right, that's the right, right, there is no right or wrong way. But I guess for me personally, and it sounds like for Michelle and maybe you as well, like the most healthy, best way to ensure happiness because what's the point of being yeah. on this planet if you're not happy, right? And so I think for her to be able to say like, I don't really care if any, if you, if you guys think I should be playing golf or think I should be focused or not, like I'm going to do what makes me happy. And I think that's like such an important lesson for everybody to, to do is like, really think about not what just the world is telling you to do or what, you, you know, what you think that it's telling you to do really about like, what makes you happy? What makes you feel fulfilled
1: for sure that's such a good point and I think there's certain people in life that you have that you just love their take on life uh, and their thought process and uh, Tiger's one of them for me because you know any conversation you have with them it's always insightful it's always inspiring and I think Michelle definitely is in that same category where any conversation you have with her on anything it's just you can go so off piece and it's great to talk with her because She just has such great insight, I think, naturally, just as you said. And um, I think you always leave the conversation feeling like I could have spoken to you for so many more minutes, hours. Like, (laughs) let's keep this going. I'm sure that we will see much more Michelle on golf courses, uh, in business ventures and social ventures like Hoodie for Golf. It's been fascinating, you know, for me. To see her career path as it has gone from, you know, when we were both young and I was like, wow, she's doing all that stuff to now still in awe of everything that she's achieving. And I'm sure that that's only the start of many more inspirational things that she'll do. So thank you guys for listening to another episode of Henny and Hallie can't quit golf um (laughs) please follow us on socials we'd love to hear from you guys questions comments concerns yes yes we'll, we'll get some more questions in here next time as well i'm at henny coy and i'm at hallie led thank you guys and we'll speak to you in a couple weeks time